Welcome to Your Next Mission podcast with the 12th Sergeant Major of the Army and co-founder of the American Freedom Foundation, Jack L. Tilley. Proudly presented by Cavalry Agency, Navy Federal Credit Union, Purdue University Global, and Veterans United Home Loans. Hello out there, veterans and warriors, past and present, and your families, and thank you for serving this great country. Welcome to season three of Your Next Mission video podcast, a program initiative of the American Freedom Foundation. I'm Jack L. Tilly, 12th Sergeant Major Army. I always love saying that, your host. If you watched us in the past, you may have noticed that we are coming from a, a brand new studio and a new season, and we're looking forward to talking with some more incredible guests. This is all possible because of our generous support of our presenting sponsors. Calvary Agency, Navy Federal Credit Union, Purdue University Global, and Veterans United Home Loans for, for making your next mission happen. They love our veterans and families, and as I always say, we love them too. We have a great show for you today. We're gonna to be focusing on Vets for Warriors, a call center that provides sustained and confidential peer support for our veteran community. And, and I'm so excited to introduce a good friend of mine, Major General Retired Mark Graham, Director of Vets for Warriors. Welcome, sir. Good, so good to have you on the show. Hey, Sergeant Major. It's good to see you, too, as always. And thanks for the your next mission and the work you all are doing here. Well, God bless you, sir. Sir, before we jump into all that's going on with uh, Vets for Warriors, would you tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Uh, yeah, thanks, Sergeant Major. So I, I, uh, I was in the Army 34 and a half years. I'm an artilleryman by trade. Uh, and I uh, have three kids, my wife and I, Carol, and Travel all around the world and uh, many different assignments. Uh, but our, uh, I'm at Vets Warriors now. Our, our family's story uh, took me in this direction when I retired from the Army. I retired from the Army in the uh, summer of 2012 at Fort Bragg. That's the Force Com G357. Um, and our, our son, Kevin, our two sons, our three kids were living in, in an apartment in the University of Kentucky. And um, our son, Kevin, was the middle son. He was studying to be an Army doctor. Both were on Army ROTC scholarships. And Kevin was struggling with depression. And we knew Kevin was struggling with depression some. We didn't really know how serious it was. And we didn't know that much about it. And uh, in May of 2003, we traveled back. I was stationed in Korea. And Carol and I traveled back in May of 2003 to see our son, Jeffrey, graduate from the uh, University of Kentucky with a degree in engineering. And then I also uh, commissioned Jeff into the Army as a second lieutenant of armor. So he's a young armor officer getting ready to start the basic course. And that was in May of 2003, 30 days prior to our son, Kevin, taking his own life by suicide. So in June of 2003, Kevin took his life. Uh, Kevin was on medications. He came off his medications. Um, he was getting ready to go to Warrior Forge, uh, the Army's uh, leadership uh, training camp before you uh, go to your senior year of ROTC. Um, and we, we think Kevin came off his medication because he didn't want the Army to know he was on depression meds. Uh, we, we think Kevin was ashamed and, uh, of being on the medication. It was like he had a character flaw. Uh, we certainly didn't send that signal to him, we didn't think. But I think he also thought he'd be a quitter because I even said, Kevin, you know, if you want to drop out of school, stop ROTC, whatever stressing you out, take some time, you know, you can do that. And he goes, no, dad, I'd be a quitter. And um, so I think, you know, that that driving caused it. He was trying to do everything he could naturally. When I saw him in May, 
he's the, it's the best I've ever seen him look physically. I grabbed him, hugged him, and he he was solid. I said, Kevin, you, you know, you're in great shape. What are you doing? He goes, oh, Dan, I'm running every day. I'm working out. Um, and what we found out later after uh, Kevin had taken his life is that he was trying everything he could naturally to, to stay healthy and to keep his serotonin levels up. Um, the Army, uh, after Kevin died, the Army said, hey, you're our son Jeffrey was at Fort Knox. Hey, you don't have to deploy. Jeff was scheduled to go to Fort Riley and join his Big Red One Brigade in Iraq um, right after graduation. And uh, the Army said, hey, look, your, your family's been through a tragedy. You don't have to deploy. You can stay here at Fort Knox right now. And and Jeff said, you know, thanks. So Jeffrey and I went on a walk one night, Sergeant Major. And, you know, I, I, I went running with my boys, but I didn't really go for walks with them. And after Kevin died, Jeff and I went for a walk and he stopped and looked at me in a way I've never seen my son look at me. And he said, Dad, you know I've got to go. And I said, Jeff, you know, the Army said you could stay. You don't have to go. I don't want you to go. I need you. Mom needs you. Melanie needs you. Um, this is just hard, and we, we really need you to stay. And he said, you know, Dad, my men are waiting on me. They need their platoon leader, and they're waiting for me. And I said, son, you don't have any men yet. You haven't even gotten to your union yet. And he said, he looked at me again and said, Dad, you know I've got to go. So the father in me didn't want him to go. Uh, but the soldier in me understood why he felt like he had to go. So Jeremy deployed to Iraq uh, that November. And in February, on February 19, 2004, he was leading his platoon on foot patrol in Chaldea, Iraq, right outside of Fallujah. As they came up on the bridge, uh, Jeffrey and his radio operator, Jeff stopped his platoon short of the bridge. He saw something that didn't look right on the bridge and the uh, enemy detonated it by cell phone and uh, Jeff was killed by an ID as well as uh, Roger Ling, his uh, radio operator. Uh, so uh, we lost both boys in less than eight months. Uh, so the world as we knew it came to an end when Kevin died, but when Jeffrey died, our world came to an end that we thought we'd never, I didn't think I'd ever come back from. And uh, I told my boss, uh, who was the CG of Fort Sill, John Dave Valcourt, I said, sir, I'm, I'm done. I'm out of gas. I'm done. And uh, he said, don't make that decision yet. You know, and this is as we were walking to our house, to my quarters to tell Carol about Jeffrey. The night before he deployed, he called, and he was calling us every night when he got to Fort Riley. And the night before he uh, deployed was to boy, he uh, called and said, hey, mom, I'm, someone's knocking on my door. Let me call you and dad back. And Carol said, sure, sure. Call us back. So two and a half hours, three hours later, he hadn't called back. So we were pretty sad by not hearing him his last night before he left. And uh, we went to bed and he called late at night and he was crying. And Jeffrey didn't cry. I mean, he, he wasn't a crier. And uh, not that that's wrong. I'm a crier, but he wasn't. And and he um, he said, you know, a soldier came to my door and asked me if I was the lieutenant whose brother killed himself. And I told him, yeah. And he said, can I come in and talk to you? So he said, you know, he came in the apartment and we talked. We don't know all the parts of the conversation. We don't know all what he said, but we do know when he called us back, he asked Carol to, to promise her that we, she and I would keep speaking out for those that are struggling. She goes, you know, mom, there's a lot of Kevins out there. And she uh, she said, of course, I promise. And he said, let me talk to dad. So he asked me the same promise. Uh, he said, dad, I just want you to promise you and mom will keep speaking and, and doing thing, doing what you're doing to help others to prevent suicide. And I said, of course we will. And so that's one, that's the reason, one of the main reasons I'm at Vets for Warriors. You know, Carol and I were out speaking, but um, about a year after I retired from the Army, I 
took this position and best lawyers and I've been here almost nine years, best lawyers is celebrating its 10th year, been, uh, been uh, in operation over 10 years and um, it just feels like the right place to be where I can continue to help and, and uh, help others and veterans, active duty, family members can all call uh, 24 hours a day and we answer the phones live within 30 seconds and those who answer on the phones are veterans themselves. You know, sir, as you, as you talk through all of that with your with your son and your family, I, I'm sure you went through some depression too. Did you go get any kind of counseling, you and your family counselor or anything like that? You know, C Carolyn, you know, everybody grieves differently, as you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. Carolyn, Carolyn Melanie did go out and seek help, but I was a stubborn army guy, you know. And uh, it took a long time. And Melanie and Carol both, you know, Carol would say, Mark, you, you know, you really, because you know, I wasn't sleeping. And I was the chief of staff at Fort Sill at the time. And Carol said, you know, you really need to sleep. You need to get some help. And Melanie was, you know, Melanie was at that time, she was, she, you know, dropped out of school three times. Uh, she was struggling and she was finally, you know, she wanted to go back to be to nursing school. She wanted to be a nurse. And so she was working toward that. And so I did. So I made I finally went and got help. I, yeah. I saw somebody for, to get up with some sleep uh, and I got some help. It made the world a difference. But I got to tell you, that first step is really hard. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I don't know if you know this or not. I always tell this story about I was overran, 20 wounded and seven killed when I was in Vietnam. And, and I've suffered from uh, probably the form of depression all my, all my life. But I think, I think the key to success for me is, is I stayed on active duty. Uh, I, I, I really, I, I probably talked too dark on much most of the time, but I was real open about my feelings that I talked about uh, things that bothered me. And, and I really, really leaned on my wife, I'm sure a lot, but, uh, I also leaned on a lot on the veterans around me and, and let them sort of tell their story and, and deal like, cause I, again, you know, this probably just as well as I do, but there's a lot of people like me and you that, uh, that have scars that, uh, people can't see, but they're still there. And uh, I think the key to success is, is you got to keep talking. You got to keep working on it. If not, uh, you know, I'm not sure what will happen. The other thing I think is really important, too, is, is that you can't sit in one spot. You know what I mean? Because I think if you sit in one spot, then you just sit there and to be honest. I just think you sit there and die. Uh, so you got to keep moving around. You got to keep talking. And again, and you know this, everybody in the Army is a soldier, whether or not you're a general or a private. We're all soldiers. And... We all have issues, and uh, and uh, in in a in a good way. We we you know we, we love or like whatever you want to say, but uh, we want to help each other out just as much as we can. So, wow! I, I would just before we get going farther, I just say if I can ever help you in a way, please uh, give me a holler. I'd certainly do whatever I can to to help you in any way I can. God bless you for your service, and 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 thank you for. Uh, it's important for people like you uh, to keep the word out there, because there's so many people, so many young uh, service members that struggle. You know, when you look at the average age of people that are killed in war, it's 18 to 24. And uh, those are all young kids that are just trying to, just trying to live their life. So, sir, can, can you tell us a little bit about Fort Warriors, the mission of, of, of uh, you know, that's for warriors? What's the mission? Sure, no, I'm glad to. And you're right, there's a lot of invisible wounds out there. So. Vets for Warriors, um, you can contact Vets for Warriors. You can see the phone number on the screen, 855-838-8255. You can also reach our website um, and do a live chat and find out more about Vets for Warriors. So, again, we, you know, we're 24-7. We never close. We've been operating over 94,000 consecutive hours, answering the phones live within 30 seconds. Uh, 
Uh, we've uh, had over 700,000 contacts to date. So we have a lot of veterans. We typically average around up and around 8,000 veterans a year and usually around 6,500 or 7,000 of those veterans we help a year are different veterans we helped the year before. Yeah. So it's a kind of a rotating number, uh, number of folks. Uh, but the key is we help them one at a time. We're like a concierge service. Everybody that calls, you call us and then you know, we call you back if you like, and we stay connected to you as long as you want to be connected. Um, it's reciprocal peer support. And so we continue to work with you. We help connect you to resources and we check, call back and check how that go, how you doing. Because most people are struggling with more than one thing. You know, one thing might be the prevalent thing, but most people are struggling with more. We hire, and, and all the peers that work at Vets for Warriors and all the staff, they're all paid. So it's a win-win. We hire veterans to help other veterans. Uh, we hire veterans, we train them, uh, and then they work shifts and, um, and again, 24 seven. So I, another thing I think that's real key is we're army, Navy, air force, Marine Corps, male, female, in every era from Vietnam forward. So it doesn't matter when you served, it's just, you serve. And if you served, you're a family member of someone who served, call us, don't wait. Uh, we're confidential. So your data's going nowhere. We get no funding from the VA. We get no funding from DOD. Um, so, you know, we don't owe them reports. We don't give them any reports. Um, and we don't provide your information to anyone. Um, we provide aggregate information only. That's it. Um, so we're all in all the states, uh, territories. People can call us from overseas. We've had people call us from two Navy ships. Uh, so you can reach out no matter what you're going through. Our goal is upstream. Uh, so our goal of Best Warriors is to reach every, our goal of Best Warriors is that every one, anyone who's ever served or currently serving their families will know they're never alone, that they can reach out 24 hours a day and talk to a veteran. Yeah. Confidentially. And, and I think that's really important to know that, you know, you're, you're never alone and you can reach out and talk to somebody all the time. And sometimes it's just one phone call. You just need to talk to somebody. Other times we stay connected with someone for three, four, five months, uh, work, helping them work through whatever they're going through. The key is, is, upstream before you get to the point of crisis don't wait call reach out and talk to somebody uh, had a guy call one day and he wanted to talk to, to whoever was in charge so they transferred him to me and he spoke with me and he said you know i want to talk to somebody who i was i didn't know and i was never going to meet and uh and i said you know hey you know that's why we're here whatever whatever works however we can help because our goal is for everyone out there to thrive and do great things and keep serving. And you'll notice our tagline is discover the power of connection. So like you said, Sergeant Major, it's all about being connected, staying connected, you know, yeah. keep moving. Do, do, do you get a, a lot of, uh, uh, do you get general officers that call or colonels and lieutenant colonels or privates? Or I mean, I would imagine you got a mixture. And do you get a lot of family members that call you also? We, we get a lot of veterans uh, of all different ranks. We don't ask them their rank. Uh, sometimes they tell us, um, and if, if the peer asks them, they don't have to tell us. So the, the information we do collect is only what people tell us. So, I mean, it's confidential. It can be anonymous because, you know, somebody can call them and give us their correct name. That That's not as important to us as how, you know, how can we help you? What, what's up? What's going on? How can we assist you? Um, we don't get as many family members as we'd like to. We like to get more family members. They're certainly welcome to call. Oftentimes when we do get family members to call, they're calling about their, their loved one, either their service member or the veteran that they're concerned about. And uh, the peers many times will say, well, how are you doing? And ask the family member how they're doing. Cause as we all know, it affects families as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I love that part, discover the power of connection. That's 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 perfect, you already answered that question. They, they, well, let me ask another question. So, so when they connect with somebody, 
uh, let's say, uh, I, let's say wherever you're located at, let's say there's somebody in California that has a problem. Do you refer them to a counselor if they need to see somebody one-on-one or, or in-person counselor or something like that? You do. So if you call, when you call Vets for Warriors, we connect, the same peer that you connect with initially is one who stays with you the whole time. And if you need to, if you need to be connected to a clinician, mental health services, whether it's financial assistance, housing, marital support, whatever you need, we connect you to an organization in, that's in your community. Um, so our first, our first goal is to connect you with a community-based resource. If there's not really a resource in your community that, that's, that works or fits what you need, then we reach out a little broader state, regional, or even national level resources. But we won't stop. We stay with you the whole time. We'll, we, connect, we, we won't stop until we got you connected to a resource that fits. Yeah. Uh, and then we call back and check and see how, how's it going. And Cause we want to make sure the resources we connect you to are actually helping you. Um, Cause we track up and down, thumbs up, thumbs down on, on resources we connect people to, to make sure we're connecting them to resources that are making a difference. Yeah. Do, do, you, do you hire any of the people that call in every once in a while? Is there somebody that calls in, you got an issue, you talk to them and, and then eventually hire them to work with you guys. Yeah. We've got several that we've got several on the, on the team now that have, Previously, reached out and called, and then and then eventually came back and applied, and, and were hired. Oh yeah, my goodness! So. I, I, I guess the last question before I change it a little bit: What kind of feedback do you get from the people that contact? I mean, do they critique you on how you did, or get any feedback from them? Yeah, we're not great at that. We uh, we're right now we're working on a, bringing on a new texting app. We had a texting app before, but it wasn't very went very good. So we're bringing on a new texting app, and part of that'll be is. We'll send out a um, text to individuals and they say, you know, how do we do? How are we doing? How can we get better? Because yeah. we're a learning organization. We're always trying to get better. We do have a way people can tell us. And we do get feedback from people. Um, I mean, people, you know, give us feedback. Mostly, you know, the vast majority of it's good. Uh, every once in a while, we'll get some feedback that's not as good. Like, you know, you know, this guy didn't, wasn't very nice to me. And so eh, that, that tends to go, you know, it, it's usually uh, both ways. But <laughs> Most most feedback is is good, and uh, and we're working out to get that to be more formalized. I want a more formalized way to get feedback, so uh, so we can tell. We're also working on a mobile app so that individuals can get to us from their mobile phone a lot easier. Eighty five percent of our uh, individuals we speak to are contacting us on a mobile device, so we want to make sure we got a mobile app out there they can download and have even more access to us. Plus, we'll have other information on there for them to use. Yeah, no, that, that mobile app is a good idea because that's the way young young service members communicate. You know, if you yeah. don't have something mobily to do that, uh, yeah, you got you to gotta change with technology and you got to oh, get yeah. the modern. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. We're, we're, we're talking with Major General Retired Mark Graham, uh, Director of Vets for Warriors, and and you're watching your next mission video podcast with me, your host, Jack F. Tilden, 12th Sergeant Major of the Army. And don't forget, if you're enjoying this discussion, and I know that you are, uh, please like us. Click on that subscribe button below. Serve to uh, continue on our discussion. I understand that uh, higher veterans help veterans, and I think it's uh, so important that you talk about, uh, you already talked about the number of people that you hired. Could you go into a little more detail about, you said, you, I can't remember, you hired, you've helped about 700,000 people and you've mm -hmm. hired a lot of veterans that come and work uh, with your, or a, a few veterans that work with your, why is that, why is that important to hire the, uh, the people that you've assisted already? About 75% of our, vet, uh, our peers are combat veterans as well. So they, you know, they've deployed, they understand it. And, and as I often tell, as I often tell folks, you know, even if you're not at war, the military is a dangerous 
place to be. I mean, it's a, a great place to be. We all loved it. Of course, we stayed. Uh, my plan certainly wasn't to stay, you know, um, in the Army after four years after my commitment, but I just fell in love with soldiers and I just kept staying. So um, we bring them on from all, all walks of life and all different branches and backgrounds. And, and it's important to know that you know, the military is a dangerous business. So we had some people that have called and said, you know, do you only talk to combat veterans? No. If you've ever worn the uniform of our nation's military, you can call. And um, if you served a day or 35 years, you can call. And we have individuals who've gone the whole spectrum. And uh, yeah. I think it was really neat when you're talking. You said you had Vietnam veterans that call you also. And when yeah. I, I know I was an old Vietnam veteran, but when I came back from Vietnam, there was nothing in place to help yeah. any of those guys and to come back. And that's why at that period of time in, in our history, a lot of them were homeless. They didn't have any problem. They had a lot of issues. I remember one guy I was talking to one day, he says, I asked him what he was going to do. He says, I'm going to go out in the woods and build me a home and just stay there. I want to be away from everybody, uh, which is really a crying shame. And I, I, I don't know. I guess they probably feel the same way. I don't know. Yeah, you know, we've got three Vietnam era veterans on our team. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. yeah. We had four, but um, as he started getting older, he just, you know, said he couldn't, you know, couldn't continue to do the work. But we have three on our team. Uh, they don't work full time. They work per diem. They work, you know, number of shifts a week. We got one that works several shifts a week. Um, and they uh, they really connect to the Vietnam era veterans. And we're having more Vietnam era veterans now. They're starting to speak up. And many of them, are, many of them will tell the peer, you know, I wish I'd have called and talked to somebody years ago because this really is helpful for me just to talk and uh, to another veteran. And uh, but I will tell you one story. You know, you know, I'm a story guy too. And I. We had a Vietnam era veteran call two o'clock in the morning one night several years ago, and he spoke to a young uh, a young female veteran who's uh, who'd been to Iraq, and uh, they talked for 21 minutes. And at the end of the call, she said, "You know, I'd like like to call you, give you a call back, and check and see how you're doing." He goes, "You know, I uh, I really appreciate this. I, I don't need a call back." He goes, "You as you can see, it's in the middle of the night, and uh, I was just having a hard night." And somebody had given me a card of this organization, Vets for Warriors, and said, if you ever need to talk to somebody at any time, just call. And he goes, you know what? I called at two o'clock in the morning and you answered the phone fast, live. And he said, this is what I needed. He goes, you got me through the night. I appreciate it. And he goes, and I'll call back if I ever need to. So I don't know if he's ever called back again. I never have checked. Um, but it was great. You know, a Vietnam era veteran, and a young, you know, post 9-11 veteran who'd been to Iraq. That didn't, you know, that didn't impact anything. That was just they connected right away as veterans and had, and talked. And he thanked her and said he so appreciates what she's doing. So it's just, a, I mean, I think that's a great example of generations. It didn't matter. Yeah. What matters is all wore the uniform of our nation's military. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got to tell you, so I, I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure what it was, but I, I thought to myself, geez, I'd like to talk to somebody, you know, somebody that's, uh, uh, that that feels the same way I do about stuff. So so I, I actually made an appointment at the I won't tell you what it was, but it was a clinic. I made an appointment at a clinic and I, I went there. They said be there at nine o'clock. Of course I was there at eight thirty. And uh nine o'clock they they said, Well, she can't talk to you now. She'll have to talk to you at ten o'clock. And at ten o'clock they came out and said, Well, she got a little backed up today. Can you come back at one o'clock? And uh and so yeah, okay. So I come back at one o'clock and uh, about two o'clock uh they invited me in to sit down and talk to her. And by that time, I was so irritated about everything that was going on. Anyway, but I just want to go through the process and see how it worked. And uh, 
And I said, hey, I'm, I was a Vietnam veteran. Here's some things that, you know, I just told a little bit about myself. And, and she actually said, well, I'm not, I'm not necessarily sure I can help you. Or she said a bunch of stuff anyway. And, and after she talked for about five minutes, she says, well, do, do you have anything you want to say? And I said, yeah, thanks a lot for seeing me. I'll see you later. And I sort of got up and walked out. And it's and that's why it's so good for you to have other veterans. Not to say she was a bad uh, person. I'm sure she's a very good person. But but the fact that you had another veteran talking to a veteran, there, there's something special about that. Because I understand you. I mean, I've, I've walked in your boots. You've walked in my boots. And we have... Uh, we have a lot in common, and, and so we can, you know, you can understand if I say whatever. But uh, that's that's a big deal. There's not many organizations like uh, like yours around there that'll pick up the phone at two o'clock in the morning or or have a veteran on the other side. Sir, what challenges do you have when dealing with uh, mental health issues that today's veterans and families face? I mean, is there any additional challenges they have? Yeah, they have. I mean, just a lot, a lot of financial stress. Yeah, I mean, a, lot, a lot of financial stress, and that's you know. There's never one thing, but they'll somebody will call and say, you know, I'm really got some financial issues and need some help. So we'll help work to connect them to to some organizations who are wonderful about helping with financial resources. But then the peers will just keep talking to them, and lo and behold, there's usually more going on than that. Yeah. It might be financial, and you know, they might be having some marital challenges. You know, there might be some depression going on. You know, and the and the peer can you know peer can and the peers are just great at bringing up. You know, hey, have you ever gone to see a clinician? And we'll oftentimes we'll get, nah, you know, I saw a clinician, but they weren't, you know, they weren't a veteran. Um, and so they, you know, they didn't get it. And um, so what we do is try to help say, well, a couple of things. If you if you've gone to see someone clinically and they didn't it didn't work out, don't stop. Go find another one. Yeah. And we'll help you, call us. We'll help you do that. Yeah, yeah. It's got to be a fit for you and the clinician. And and sometimes, and I don't be, I don't want to be flipped, but sometimes I'm speaking and somebody will ask me a question about, you know, seeing a veteran, you know, clinician. I'll say, you know, do you care if your orthopedic surgeon's a veteran? I mean, <laughs> so, yeah, you're right. Right. I mean, I mean, it's great if you can find a clinician that's a veteran, but there's not a ton of them out there. Yeah. Yeah. But there's a lot of great individuals that are clinical that they really want to help and loved, would love to help veterans. Uh, many of them have take cultural cultural awareness training, and many of them have, are trying the best they can to learn more about the military, but give them a chance and you got to open up to them. You can't, you know, you, you can't just kind of talk around it. You got to let them know what's going on so they can really help you. And, uh, and we've had good, good positive responses from that. And, and we've helped connect many veterans to the VA that didn't want to go. We said, you know, you might want to give them a chance or, you know, give it a try. And some of them have gone back and had a good experience the next time where they didn't the first time. Some don't want to go to the VA. We said, look, that's your choice. We'll yeah, connect you yeah. to a civilian, to a civilian clinician or organization. And uh, and that works. So what that lets well, I mean, it's kind of a concierge service. So each individual separate and you know, we're all individuals. But I do tell everybody I you know, I speak to, you know, you're irreplaceable. Please, please call, please get help. Talk to talk to us or someone, but get help. A lot of organizations out there that are helping, but please please don't take your life. Please don't. Uh, Don't sit home in silence and struggle. Yeah. Uh, let's get let's get you some help, no matter what you're going through, so you can thrive. Yeah, I, I need to get a piece of paper, write down stuff. When you was talking, I was thinking about a whole bunch of stuff. One is that the VA does a pretty good job. Uh, I go to the VA, use it all the time. So for those people that are listening, uh, the VA is a great resource for you. Go there, work with them, and they'll help you out. Uh, two is that uh, 
Jeez, I can't remember what two is. Two is, oh no, two, two is that a lot of times uh, senior officers and senior NCOs are really apprehensive to go get help more than anything else because they, you know, they want to, you know, look up straight, stand up straight. And, you know, I don't have no problems. I don't have scars. We all have scars. We all have issues. But I, but I think, especially since I've been out for a while and you've been out for a while now, but, but you, when you look back, they're, they're really more apprehensive about, about talking to anybody. You know, they want to make sure their soldiers see them in a, in a tough, uh, a tough military uniform, ready to do uh, whatever they have to do in war. But uh, the answer is everybody struggles. Everybody needs assistance. It doesn't matter who you are, uh, you know, what you've been doing. Everybody has scars, and, and, uh, and we're all in it together, you know, yeah. so we need to help each other out. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. You're watching your Next Mission video podcast. You're watching Your Next Mission, proudly presented by the Cavalry Agency. They help brands dominate no matter their size, ideas, strategy, action. This is Cavalry. Learn more at Cavalry.com. Navy Federal Credit Union, the most trusted credit union owned by members of the military community, serving all branches of the armed forces and their families. Their members are the mission. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. Purdue Global, providing affordable online education for hardworking adults. Learn more about a personalized, innovative, and world-class education at PurdueGlobal.edu. Veterans United Home Loans, the number one VA lender for five straight years. If you're buying, they're funding your dreams. Learn more at VeteransUnited.com. Now back to your host, the 12th Sergeant Major of the Army, Jack L. Tilly. Welcome back. Before we get uh, back to our discussion with Major General Graham, I want to know, I want you all to know that uh, you can contact me directly. You can reach out to me directly and tell us about your transition. Tell us about, you know, what issues that you have. You were talking about uh, mental illness and suicides and stuff, but, but we're all part of a family. Reach out and, and let us know if we can help you. Tell us, tell us what topics you like as a cover. I mean, uh, you know, we talk about a series of stuff, but we're here to assist you in any way we can. So tell us what you want. You can call me or text me at 844-424-1134, and, and I'll actually reach back out to you. Or send me an email at smatilly at yournextmission.org. Okay, let's pick it up where we left off. Sir, we're, unfortunately, we're heading into our final segment. Uh, unfortunately, make sure I said that correct. Unfortunately, we're heading into our final segment with you today, and I, 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 I've enjoyed talking to you. I hope you've enjoyed talking to me also. I just, just have a couple more questions. We've devoted our entire season two of the podcast to mental health and, and had so many guests who talked about issues that dramatically affects our veterans and families. What common message do you think needs to be communicated to, to mental health, about mental health? It's real. It's an illness. Mental health is an illness. And we need to know that. We need to realize that it's invisible. Uh, I've had people tell me, you know, I wish I had something physically wrong with me so people could see it. And that way they, you know, they would one, believe me or two, understand me better. Uh, but since it's invisible and they can't see it, uh, it's even harder. But mental illness is real. Our son, Kevin, died by suicide. Kevin struggled with depression. We knew our son, Kevin, was sad. We didn't know you could die from being too sad. We didn't get it. We didn't understand. And one night on the phone call, he even said to us, to Carol and I, 
did you know mental health is, is really an illness? Because he was so bright. He was studying. He wanted to be a doctor. He was studying hard. And he was doing all the research he could about it. And so I think it's important to don't be ashamed of it. Just know that it's real. And there's help. And there's hope. There's so much help out there for, for those that are struggling. Many times when people say the word mental illness, they go right to the far end of the spectrum. Well, you know, from anxiety all the way to, all, you know, all kinds of mental illness, schizophrenia, there's a mental illness spectrum. Most folks are not on the far end of it. They're, they're on the other end. And so they have anxiety. They have some depressions. There's help for that. There's help for all of it. Um, more Some more severe than other, but there's help. So please, please don't struggle in silence. Please, please don't, you know, be out there struggling. Get, get Please get help. Call us. We'll connect you to some organizations, some individuals that can really help you and make a difference in your life and get you back on track the way you want to be. Um, I think the other thing important, too, is transitions. If you're transitioning, as Sar Major Tilly said, if you're transitioning, reach out and talk. Vets for Warriors peers all transition from the military. And I can tell you, I agree 100% with Sar Major. I don't care if you're a private or a general officer. And in, anywhere in between, in the NCO ranks or also ranks, transitioning is not easy. It's tough. You know, you've been part of an organization for a long time, and it's just part of, it becomes part of you very quickly. We all know you go through basic training, you change. There's something in it. I mean, you know, you're changed. It's different. And it's, in a, to me, a good way. But when you transition, that's hard. I think everybody thinks, you know, it's going to be, oh, I'm just going to transition, go out there and, you know, knock it out. No, well. Maybe if you did, congratulations. That's great. <laughs> That's for sure. For most, for most, it's not that fast and easy. It, it takes some work and some time, and it becomes like a second job to find a job and to find the right job, the right culture and the organization you go to and join and work with. So uh, re reach out and get help, yeah. no matter what it's about. But mental health is real. Yeah. It's funny you say that because when I first got out, I had uh, just like yourself, I had a lot of people reaching out to and say, hey, you're going to work with me. So I, I finally find a job that I said, I'll go work with these guys. And I worked with them about four months. And then I said, geez, I don't, uh, I don't fit in. Uh, something's wrong here. I just, I just don't like what I'm doing. And so I just, I said, well, I'll, I'll just open up my own company. So I opened up, I go, geez, almost 20 years ago now. But, uh, and I have all, it really sort of funny, all the people that work in my company are all retired sergeant majors. All but one, I got a first sergeant. <laughs> and uh, and I have an accountant, and she's a, a Korean lady, which is a wonderful lady. I think I'll make her a sergeant first class or something, I don't know. But, <laughs> but uh, the thing about it, it's, it's it, it, I, I'm sure they realize it, but it's all therapy for us. And, they, and, and we get on the phone about every two weeks, and we'll cut up a little bit, we'll do our business and stuff, but, but we'll also talk about uh, things and issues that, uh, that they have, you know, and if they have a, uh, a problem, I always tell them you can call me anytime and, and whatever, and they know I'll take care of them and, and hopefully they take care of me. But it, the really funny thing about this is every once in a while, they'll call me and check on me. They'll say, hey, Sergeant Major, how are you doing? Everything okay? How's your family? So, so when you talk about mental issues, you talk about the fact that, again, we're, we're all connected like this. We're all bonded, you know, uh, we're all gonna stay together and, and do all we can to, to help each other for you know for the rest of our lives, that's for sure. Can you talk? You talked about resources, but I'd love to talk about that just one more day. Can you provide additional? You know, the call center, you got all that stuff. Uh, the, can you talk about any other additional resources that you're helping families with with struggling with mental health? Anything else is out there that you'd like to tell the audience yeah, about? Well, there's. I mean, there's a lot of resources. I mean, and I think more now. First off, we need more. 
Um, so if you're out there and you, you're not sure what you want to do professionally, you know, when you want to become a clinician, that'd be great because we need more clinicians uh, for sure. Uh, but we, we connect to different um, networks, different organizations um, that, that'll connect you to a clinician where you are. Whether you want to do a telehealth, you can do that or see you in person. Uh, we'll connect you no matter no matter what, um, where you are, whatever you're, whatever you're going through, we can find someone that's going to connect. And we've had some that have come back and said, that didn't work. Okay, well, let's find another one for you. But let's find a fit to where you feel good and you can open up and talk to somebody. So don't, don't just stop with the first one. If it didn't work out, uh, call us back and let us know. Typically, we have uh, very good responses when we connect someone to a resource. But no matter what the issue is, there's there's some there's someone out there, a resource, an organization out there that'll help you. We're very collaborative at Vets Wars. We work at a lot of other organizations that are veteran nonprofits as well. I mean, we're not the end all be all. You know, we uh, we try to connect you to organizations because we want to make sure you got a connection going. Um, so once you do get better, you're back on your feet, your things are going better. Then we'll say, hey, you know, are you connected to any veteran organizations at all? You know, where you do things and stay connected to other veterans. Because I think that's important. I mean, for all of us, uh, no matter what you, no matter what you do. Um, so yeah, there's there's so many organizations across the country, and we're connected. Or we're connected to some other organizations who are hubs in communities who are who know all their organizations within that community better than we do. So we'll connect you to that hub, and then they can get you connected. So we, but we stay with you. We don't just leave you. We don't just give you a number and say see you later. You know, we'll call you back and and ask how'd that go? Did that work out? And when people say, well, it was okay, we'll say, well, okay is not enough. You know, we want to make it better than okay. We want it to be great. Yeah. You know, we want, we want you to get great care and help. Hey, sir, uh, uh, do, do uh, you do anything with the Association of the United States Army as far as educating them about the what you guys do for uh, vets, uh, vets for Warriors? Do you connect with any, uh, I guess, uh, the reason I'm saying that, because it, it, it seems to me the program that you have would be a great uh, program to talk to them about, and even the Navy and the Marine Corps and all the rest of them, but let them socialize that within their community, because really the key, it really stuck with me a lot when you, when you like you said, you called it, somebody called at two o'clock in the morning, you picked the phone up. That's a big deal. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and you may, I just, just a thought, I, I don't know if you did anything or even thought about it. Yeah, I mean, not really. We, you know, I've spoken a couple of times at AUSA years ago, um, but, Anybody you want to reach out to, Sergeant Major, and let them know about us. I'll be glad to talk to them because we, because uh, our goal truly is we don't want any anyone ever to be out there alone and yeah. not not have a, not, not know that you're not alone. You can call and talk to a veteran right now. Just pick up the phone and call. Yeah. How can someone reach out to you and support this? You know the wonderful program that you're doing. I know you gave it to us. But would you give it to us again? The the phone number, the website, and all that stuff. Sure. It's, uh, phone number is eight five five eight three eight eight two five five, and you can reach us at www vets v-e-t-s the number four warriors w-a-r-r-i-o-r-s.com um, so you can support us there you can click on there to donate if you want to you can click on there we also have a program called an ambassador program if you want to sign up to be a, an ambassador a volunteer of vets for warriors uh, those are individuals across the country who said hey i, I want to help how can i help and we can you know and, and the goal of our ambassador program is, is individuals who want to help us get the word out yeah alaska do you, uh, probably what do you market this somehow tell i mean how do you get the word out about other than the website and social media do you put a lot of advertising out no we do we we, we did but we realized social media is really the best way to, to do that we pivoted certainly during covid we pivoted but 
we send out materials to organizations and to our ambassadors who go to events uh, and get the word out. So you can go on our website and order materials if you'd like to, to uh, that we'll ship to you and you, you can use to spread the word to let others know about Vets for Warriors too. So that's another way you can uh, you can help is just ask for materials. Yeah. Get it through the website. Yeah. Hey, hey sir, this is this has been. Uh, th thank you so much for what you're doing. I mean, this is a it's a big deal. You're helping a lot of people. You're doing some wonderful stuff. And 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 again, my condolences to you know the fact that you lost both your sons. But you know, life is life, and I'm and I'm glad that you you know you and your wife have picked yourself up and you're still moving in the right direction. But but from uh, certainly from this old soldier and a whole lot of old soldiers around it. If I can ever help you, please let me know. Uh, well, thanks, Army. You know, I and I did fail to to say that you know our daughter Melanie um, did become a nurse. Yeah. Uh, she is now a nurse practitioner um, and she's got, you know, she and her, uh, her husband, who's also a veteran, um, great son-in-law, great father and husband. Uh, I have three kids, so we have three great grandchildren. So they bring us pure joy. And um, she, she did, you know, she got help, of course, uh, and she, uh, she stuck with it and became a nurse. Now she's a nurse practitioner helping a lot of people. So she's giving back continues to give back and she uh, remembers her brothers and always will of course but uh, I appreciate your next mission Sergeant Major and all you're doing and and your team and I thank you for the opportunity to be on here and helping Vets Warriors you know, spread the word so others know they're not alone. Uh, God bless you. God bless you. Any, any, uh, I, I, I'm glad to hear your daughter's doing so good. Uh, I, I think you told me once before she I just said a minute ago that she went and got a little bit of counseling with your wife and stuff like that. So, sir, any final thoughts, anything you want to share with the audience, anything that you maybe missed and you want to make sure people know about your organization or yourself personally? Yeah, I just thank you again for, for doing what you're doing with your next mission, Sergeant Major, and, and everything else. And thanks uh, for all those on your, in your audience who served our nation and the family members with them. Uh, if you're serving now, thank you for serving. If you served before, thanks for serving. You're all veterans and uh, to the great families. And uh, please, please don't try to work through this on your own. Get help. Let's hey. talk. Connect to us. Let's talk. And let's get you back on track. Please reach out. Before you get to the point of crisis, reach out. Vetsfoyers.com. There you go. Well, you can help me out, too. I want more people to uh, listen to our show and stuff. So get as many people to hear about this discussion. Other things that we put on the uh, on our on our uh, podcast, because uh, we need to help each other out. We, we always we want more subscribe. We subscribe to your site, Sergeant Major, so we're subscribed. <laughs> You've always, I was looking for that Absolutely. one. Absolutely, <laughs> already done. We're there. Well, thank you very much, sir. So thanks again to Major General uh, Retired Mike Graham. I, I mean, this is uh, it's always fun to talk about issues that uh, that are tough, that you got to work through, but it's it's always good to talk to a friend that uh, – that really is doing uh, so much for our country and for our veteran community. I'm Jack Hipsoli, 12th Sergeant Major Army. You've been you've been watching your next mission uh, video podcast, and, and thank you for watching today. Uh, please visit our websites and, and uh, yournextmission.org and, and leave me a review. And I always say I hope it's a good review, but if it's a bad one, I guess I can take that too. You can also visit our partners there, who will provide you with uh, so many services that will assist you in your your transition from the military, just like the general said, it's, it's not easy getting out of the service and you need assistance. Also, please visit our corporate partners and see all the, the jobs that are available. Please know uh, we want to assist you any way we can. I want to say, I always want to say that twice. Please know we, we want to assist you any way we can. We know that people have scars and some you can see and some you can't, but, but we want to help you. All you got to do is, is join our team or, or be with us or listen to us or tell us 
tell us what you'd want us to talk about. Please follow me on all my personal social media channels. <laughs> never thought I'd ever say this. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and LinkedIn. That's the only way we can get you guys to listen to us anymore. And if you enjoyed our discussion, if you didn't enjoy it, something's wrong with you, with Major General uh, Graham, uh, please like us. Click on that subscribe button below. Don't forget we want to hear from you. Please leave me a message or send me a text at 844-424-1134 or, or send me an email at smatelliant.com yournextmission.org. Again, thanks again to uh, Major General Retired Mark Graham for being with us today. What a, what a, great, uh, what a great soldier, a great warrior, and uh, just a great person. It was just uh, unbelievable having you on the show. I always want to leave the show with some, uh, with some final thoughts, and I think today I'm, ju I'm just going to say that, uh, you know, the, the general really said it, and, and I tried to say it. All of us have scars. All of us have problems. All of us have issues. Uh, and, I, and I've told you uh, before, the people that listen, that uh, I've suffered from uh, post-traumatic stress for mm, probably maybe 30-plus years. And, uh, and if you know me very much, you know if I start talking about stuff, I'll tear up a little bit. And, and it's hard to get through. And, and so just like the general said, just because you, you're not missing a limb or doing anything, we have scars. But, but also know there's people out there that want to help you. People that, that love you, that care about you. You know, we all, uh, we all went to war together. Uh, uh, some of us didn't come back. But the ones that are here, the ones that, that didn't make it and are still around, remember, we love you. We want to help you. And so just reach out to us, talk to us, and let us know how we can help you. Again, thanks for watching, and thanks to Cloudcast Media, New Mind Studios, and, of course, our our four presenting sponsors, Calvary AG, Navy Federal Credit Union, Purdue University Global, and Veterans United Home Loans. We appreciate, I probably should say that 15 times, we appreciate all you do for our military. And as always, see you on the high ground. hoo <laughs>